Welcome back to the Failure Friendly Podcast, the place where we unlearn the fear of failure by remembering how to trust ourselves and how to trust the process. Hi, it's Buzzy Lewis here. It has been a while since I recorded an episode for this podcast, and that's because I've been waiting for something major, something really inspirational. And that's what I have for you today. Today, I'm going to talk about the practice of turning disappointment into discernment so that you can get unstuck and find your flow in the creative process. Now, the practice I'm about to talk about is something that naturally occurs when we become failure friendly, meaning once we've done the work to heal our masculine aspect of ourselves, the part of us that relates to our self-trust and our ability to take conscious action, and once we've done the work to heal our feminine aspect, which relates to trusting the process and our ability to accept, accept ourselves and accept the process no matter what it looks like. So when you're in that grounded, failure-friendly place of trust, what I'm about to talk about happens automatically. So I'm going to try and reverse engineer this practice for you, but I do recommend for the best results to go back and do that work on your two different energies. If you'd like help on how to do that, check out my book, Being Creative, There is a free chapter of it on my website. Okay, turning disappointment into discernment or really learning that these two different experiences are just different points of the same process. The word disappointment means that two things intended to meet, as in have an appointment, to come together the same way we put our appointments and catch-ups in our calendar. But for some reason, this appointment falls through to create the disappointment. I think that's really interesting because when we experience disappointment in the creative process, what's really going on is there's been some expectation or desire for a catch-up a catch-up between ourselves and the object of our creativity, the thing that we're trying to create, whether it's a book or a speech or a song. We've hoped to come together with that thing. We want it to come to us, to flow through us and to, you know, for it to come through us and out of us, to manifest it. So whenever we feel disappointment... You know, when the process gets tricky and sticky, when we're making mistakes and it's harder than we realized, it's those moments where the object of our creativity is not showing up in a way that we can connect with it, but also we are not showing up in a way for it to connect with us. We're disconnected from each other. So disappointment is actually really important information telling us that you, the creator, and the object of your creativity are in different places. That's really key. So I'm going to say it again. Disappointment is actually important information telling us that you, the creator, 
and the object of your creativity are just in different places. This is where the discernment starts to take place. When we can hold space for that disappointment, we begin to discern what or where those different spaces, different places are. You begin to discern two very distinct and different energies and the distance between them. You can sense your own energy and your own desires, but more importantly, your own needs. Needs are so important. I've spoken recently on Instagram about how our unmet needs are the drivers of all our self-sabotaging subconscious behaviors, those patterns that we get stuck in. And it's by meeting our unmet needs that we can free ourselves from those patterns. We can also sense and feel the energy of our creativity and its needs or its unmet needs. In disappointment, our unmet needs are really activated. It's by honoring these two different needs that we create the two or we feel the two edges or the poles of a container. I like to think of it as a circle, but you might see it as a sphere, you know, whatever makes sense and feels right to you. It's in this container where both energies can exist in their fullness without either of them being wrong or problematic, where they can both take up space without any judgment, without any agenda, you know, there's no pressure to be right or productive or to move faster. They can just exist. And we do this with our self-awareness by feeling into the two different energies. What naturally happens when we can really sense these two different energies and the space between them, that disconnect, naturally, it feels like these two different energies grow roots towards each other. They start to relate to each other. They start to communicate and have this conversation about how they can come a little bit closer together and shrink that gap. This is not a conversation about how they can become the same or find common ground. This is not a Venn diagram where you've got two different circles and you're looking for this tiny tiny intersection where two different things can be almost the same that's not the point of this in this safe container where both are honored in their fullness what happens is that they create a third entity they complement each other to actually manifest the object of your creativity. It's a co-creation between the two. It's by meeting both of their needs that the creativity can come forth. So you may think the second energy that isn't yours is the object of your creativity. But it's only the spirit or the inspiration or the idea of the object of your creativity. It's the unmanifested version that needs you 
and your energy to actually come forth and, you know, be birthed into the world. So wherever it is that these ideas come from, maybe they come from our subconscious, maybe they come from the divine, they exist as this intangible idea that needs a human to work with them through the process to manifest them into something real, something that other people can engage with and experience. So even though it feels like it's your idea and you're creating it, I really invite you to try on this perspective of it being a co-creation with inspiration. Take a little bit of that pressure off your shoulders and lean into the the mystery and the magic. It's kind of similar to the sperm and egg scenario where they can both exist as different things in a safe space and together create that third entity life. So it's the safe container that's really important. It's in that safe container that the creativity can grow and that container is your self-awareness your ability to be a non-judgmental witness. So this podcast episode has been a little bit out there, a little bit woo-woo up until this point. Let's talk about what this practice looks like on a more practical level. So the process starts, step one, hitting a point of disappointment. We all know that feeling and it's guaranteed. It's a guaranteed part of any creative process. In any relationship, we disappoint each other so that we can discern each other, so we can really get to know each other because there's two different energies going on here. Okay, hit the point of disappointment. Oh, it's not working out. Everything's going wrong. It's harder. It's taking longer, blah, blah, blah. Step two is to remain self-aware. Allow your thoughts and feelings to come and to go. You should absolutely validate the the disappointment, the discomfort of that moment. Validating may look like um, laughing at yourself. It may look like having a cry. It may look like, you know, saying something nice to yourself or to your inner child like, oh, this sucks, but you've got this. It's okay. You may need to just breathe, focus on your breath to stay with the disappointment. But the key is to really try and become the non-judgmental witness of your experience. You know what? You may even need to just go and freak out first and then come back to this process when you're feeling calm and clear. The next step, step three, is to ask this question twice. What do you need? What do you need? It doesn't matter who you ask first. In this scenario, let's say we ask ourselves first. This is probably a good place to start if you're new to this practice. What do I need in this moment? Or what is the unmet need here that is triggering my disappointment? This is a really empowering question. It's very direct, so it doesn't leave a lot of room for self-doubt. So trust me when I say the answer is going to surface. It's going to surface pretty quickly. Just don't question it 
when it comes up. You may be surprised by what comes up. Sometimes it's really simple, like I need a glass of water. And sometimes it's a little bit more nuanced and symbolic. So a recent experience of mine um, when creating my book, Being Creative, I, I hit a point of disappointment when I got the first print copy back and I was not in love with the cover. It was wrong. And so when I asked myself this question and felt into the disappointment without judgment, what came up was my unmet need of feeling, I wanted to feel romantic, I wanted to feel sensual, I wanted to feel proud. But instead I was feeling judgment and rejection from my book baby and that was making me feel really guilty. And so I couldn't show up or my creativity couldn't show up for me when I was in this place of guilt. I couldn't move through the process and create anything from that state. The next step, step four, is to ask that question to the other entity, the object of your creativity, the thing that is not showing up the way that you expected it to. So book that I'm writing, painting that I'm painting, song that I'm creating, what is it that you need? What is stopping you? What is your unmet need in this moment? So in the scenario with my book cover, the energy of my book communicated to me that it needed to attract a different or a specific target audience. So it needed to feel more like a certain demographic or a certain genre. It needed to be more minimal and more clean. So by holding those two different needs, my need to be more inspired and joyful and in the process and the books need to look and feel a certain way began to give me the directions of how we might get closer together. The last step, step five, is to do that honouring of the two different needs and hold them as equally important. Then naturally, they will begin to find a path towards each other and that next step. So immediately I knew when I had those two needs really clearly defined that I needed to go back to the, the creative process. I had needed to go and do some research to trigger my inspiration and create new ideas and that felt really joyful and romantic to me. In this last step, try not to put a lot of pressure on yourself to do the figuring out Try again to just be that self-aware witness and observe this natural process. Trust that the answer will come and the next step will become obvious and that it will come at the right time. It may not come straight away. It may be a process of you stumbling to get to it, but try to trust it. If you're an anxious person, then this sort of advice might really freak you out. So let me just add one thing. So what? <laughs> if the answer doesn't come ever, this perfect direction from the heavens, wouldn't you prefer to have this gentle experience of being self-aware rather than the sort of violent negative spiral that happens when we just dwell in our disappointment? 
Can I invite you to try on this self-awareness and to be open to the process of discernment? Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about how to become failure-friendly, then head over to failurefriendly.com or you can follow me on Instagram at failurefriendly. I'll see you next time.